to everybody that are tuning in right now. This is gonna be actually the first Hit Chat Chit Chat that we've done where it's been on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook all at the same time. Uh, so really excited about that. And I have a really special guest to join uh, with this new ability to do that. Uh, joining to above me, right next to Strider, we have a gentleman by the name of Greg Coppins II. Yeah. Greg, how yes, you doing, brother? Second. I'm doing great, man. Just uh, trying to trying to link with you, man. We've been uh, missing each other with, with our busy schedules, but no, man, I'm doing great, and um, I'm excited. I think that uh, what you're doing is awesome, and I would love to be a part of all of it because spreading the knowledge and spreading the uh, the goods, you know, is what we call it. The goods um, is is all it, all it's about, man. Is just um, making sure kids don't quit the game, you know, by by just giving them information that they might be successful with, right? So yeah, I love it, man. I feel I feel good. I'm ready to go, dude. How we yeah. have a we have um Marcus is gonna join uh, Marcus Mack. He was drafted in 16 or 17. Um, he was a student of mine for two years. Now he's one of my best friends. Um, he retired with a back injury, a little young, but he was drafted at 17 out of um, Houston, Texas. Was a U of H commit, but Marcus um, played with the Rangers. Um, had uh, we won't say names, but there's guys in the bigs that didn't have um, as many successful at-bats through the first 150 at-bats as Marcus has. So um, before he even gets on, I'll toot his horn a little bit, right? But um, can't, Marcus, have him, uh, can't have him hearing you tuning his horn, but yeah, yeah, we got to yeah, toot it. I get it. Right, because he's my boy, and I don't want him to get a big head. He He's already my little, he's my little brother. But, uh, but no, Marcus will join us, and he has great insight. He's working with youth athletes as well, and um, – He's really implementing, I think, not just what I've taught him, not to toot my horn, but just what he understands from being drafted at such a young age and being a speed guy that hit the ball on the ground to hitting the ball in the air. And like these other things that we're going to get into later in the show, probably. And it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's ultimately crazy that, you know, um, you know, you got a guy, human in flesh, that's like, hey, you have to make the change. You hit the ball on the ground. The first thing that's going to happen is they're going to teach you to hit the ball when you go pro ball, right? So, it's little things like that that, you know, I think um, that Marcus has been through from the pro side and then the big things of, of applying, you know, the the knowledge that he's been able to receive from whether it's the Rangers or me or um, just every, I mean, his, his best friend is in the bigs, you know, and won the future, you know, uh, I won't name drop him, Marcus can, that's his boy. But yeah, I mean, you know, so... It's, it's, we've seen it with our eyes. You know, I've had guys drafted. Marcus has been there during that process, right? So he's kind of like almost a witness to my young, you know, as a professional hitting coach to, um, to see me grow. He was there when I worked my first big league hitter. He was there, you know, um, every single day for two years during his off seasons to train with me, you know, like he showed up every day. So I think that, uh, Marcus is going to be a good, um, a good point, a, a good, you know, uh, outlook on the, on what we want to talk about. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. And I mean, you said it at the beginning, we finally were able to kind of get our schedules where we can actually sit down and chat. Um, I've right. had, I have the absolute pleasure, uh, of running into Greg. Um, I was calling a gentleman, uh, Jason Hirsch, uh, owner of fast, uh, baseball. And, uh, I was looking to try and find a little spot to where, uh, I could have a little space, do like some infield work and stuff. And, uh, he mentioned you and, uh, you know, said, Hey, you know, my guy, big IG guy. I don't know if you want to shout out the IG yet yeah. or anything like that. Uh, I don't know. Catching barrels. Follow me at, at catching barrels. If you don't know the, the handle, 
Um, it's at Catching Barrels. I post all my athletes. Um, sometimes I drop some jewels of some of some good hitting, you know, insights. Um, but no, it's a positive account, and it's just about um, getting guys recruited. Um, just showing that, yeah. I mean, I think I got five thousand followers or something. Uh, follow a thousand, so it's been helping me, um, you know, have some validation with with these younger kids, right? But um, but no, I've been blessed to be with USA Baseball and some other great organizations like Ray from the Banditos in Houston to um, Dovetail Bats, like Dovetail. I've worked with Dovetail for, you know, f- four years, maybe five, I don't know, five, like, we, you know, since before Pete, before Jeff McNeil, you know, Hosmer days. So, um, yeah, man, I got a great uh, following on Instagram. got to show Catching Barrels some love. Yeah, bro. If anyone watching, go check that out. And that's when I was able to uh, – we first kind of crossed paths. That's when we first followed you guys. And, dude, I got to say it. I've been, you know, a little bit younger, but I, I've seen a lot of fucking baseball. I've seen a lot of training. I've seen a lot of techniques that guys use. And Greg, I'll, I'll be fucking straight out, dude. Your shit is different than anyone I've ever seen, and I want to yeah, learn so, more hey, about it, bro. Yeah, man. So, like, first off, I'll thank you so much. Like, that means a lot to me. But so, like, shout out Coach Ferb. Coach Ferb on Instagram. Crazy Coach yes, Ferb. Yes, bro. Hey, that's, I that's invited him on the podcast. No, 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 he no, he sent me his no, number. No. Get me in contact dude, with that man. I, I want Coach Ferb on this that's, shit. That's, Let's that's go. Uncle Ferb. So, so Ferb. <laughs> Man, Ferb's my my boy, bro, and like you know, he calls me Doctor Strange. He's he's like Doctor Strange, you know. He's giving me everybody nicknames. He's giving me a couple, but shout out Ferb's. Um, we'll definitely have him repost this, man. Like for real, Ferb's is my boy. We'll get him on the show. Let's go. And baby. Uh, yeah, Ferb's is the boy, but no, dude, it's 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 different. But it's it's thought out. It's scientific. It's um it's 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 feel. You know, my cousin. You know, uh, my my step cousin. Blah blah. People are haters. But uh, my cousin through marriage, who also um, I lived with my senior year, my family, um, to the Cummins family, to the Nance family. Um, my cousin Shane Nance, he he played in the bigs, and so I was blessed to see a guy five foot nine throw the ball 100 miles an hour, 98, whatever he threw. Um, he came out of U of H. He I think he won a gold medal um, with USA. He was a five foot eight, you know, five foot nine, probably a fourth or ninth rounder that that you know ran it up with the Dodgers with uh, Milwaukee. Um, him and the Richie Sexton trade from uh, Milwaukee to the Diamondbacks or whatever it was, vice versa. Um, I was just blessed to see pro ball, and you know, so it's it's what we teach is is feel, and it's and it's um it's scientific. It's collecting data. It's it's not running from the guns. You know, like even um, you know, like on our recovery days, like okay, well, how hard are you throwing in your recovery days? Like we want to measure everything, right? Like so. You know, I mean, I could I could walk to the shelf and show you, but like you know, dovetail um, bats where, where I where I work as a as a sales you know um, affiliate. It's like, you know, they do everything for me, man. They're they're awesome at, at dovetail, and you know, they put like sensors in the bottom of our bats, you know, like the cutouts for our blast and stuff like that. And I remember whenever I asked Teresa, she was like, "No, Greg, like it's only for like the pro teams and you know, diamond kinetics versus blast. Like we're just trying to offer a you know service and." Then I was on the site when I was wearing bats, and I was like, dude, Teresa, y'all put it up there. You're like, let's go. So, you know, like just being obsessed with like, you know, you can you can play all summer and all fall and all this, all spring and, and spend $7,000, but you're not training and you're not documenting and you're not, you know, like why do I want to go to a tournament and throw 81 and then the next tournament throw 81 and the next tournament throw 81 when college coaches are supposed to be here and things like that, right? Like, and you're, and you're fluctuating from 79 to 83 
And honestly, your mechanics are probably poor, you know, like from a, from a higher level, I'm not saying that these kids aren't, you know, um, getting their, getting their work done, but ultimately it, it's just about, you know, understanding our body and space and bringing a biomechanic standpoint to it. There's words, you know, like David Weck is my mentor and, and that's where I'm going to San Diego, Sony, but like, you know, like bio, biomechanist or biomechanist or whatever, these aren't even words that, like, that, that Apple appreciates as like being a word. So like we're we're onto something like neuroplasticity like things like that like Dave's corrected me on my on my verbiage on how I should describe this but like it's not even a word you know like so we're onto something and we're really just trying to prepare you for environments like environments are everything to us and when I say us I mean anyone that believes in me like that believes in what we're doing whether it's you know my professionals or my nine year olds like I don't care like if if you think that. You know what Greg is talking about with the with the string, right? Like you see me talking about the string, which brains a barrel. That's my guy Dan. Um, talked to him today in a message, but yeah, I mean, you know, just if you believe in these things that are you know based off of points in space and, and, and timing and, and, and reaction, then you know, like like I believe in you. If you believe in me, I believe in you because I know that this works and, and it's science based. It's data driven, and and dude, like we're just we're not here to fight. You know, we're here to like not have an opinion like i would love for baseball to go to the point where it's not an opinion it's literally who's the best and how do we find out who's the best we we record things we record things and we apply it and if it doesn't work we don't run from the gun we figure it out and these other guys are like i throw 86 now you throw 82 bud and that's still good that's really good like you're in high school throwing 82 to 84 but that's good but you don't need to say you throw 86 because from a crow hop you throw 86 and just all this other stuff going on you know with training and it's 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 not not to talk bad about anybody. It's just we want to share information. That's why I love your platform, and I appreciate you letting me you know spill the beans or like just talk and just like get it out, bro. Because I think that's what's missing, and and that's what's also popular in culture today is like them seeing us you know organically like this is real conversation, you know. So I think that it, it's it is what it is. But is that Marcus? That is your boy. Yeah, let's go, Marcus. Marcus. What's up? What's up? Hey, how so are we we're, doing? We're live. What's up, man? Well, just to let you know, like I said, we are live right here and we are on Twitch or anything. Just want to give you pre warning. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. What's up? What's up? Nothing yeah. much, man. Uh, Greg kind of gave you a, a little bit of an introduction uh, for yourself before you came on. Um, but I would absolutely love uh, to run, uh, have you run down uh, one for yourself. If you could just give a little bit of uh, who you are uh, and uh, why you're joining on, that'd be amazing, dude. I really appreciate you coming on, by the way. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so my name is Marcus. Um, got, uh, I was committed to University of Houston, got drafted out of high school 2016 to the Rangers. Um, I stopped playing in 2019, and now I've just been coaching ever since, really. Just uh, really started – I really just started developing kids probably about this year. So oh, yeah. I'm with that. I gave a way better intro on my dog. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I, 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 love, I, hey, you're gonna you're gonna rewatch. You're gonna rewatch and be like, I love G. That's my dog. <laughs> no. But Marcus, I mean, really, really, all you missed, man, was just kind of like you know, Connor giving me the the opportunity to, to just he he was showing love to the Instagram, just like about everything he's seen. He's like he's seen fucking baseball, and he's just like it's different, and he wants to know more and. 
I just told him, you know, just like buying into the things like, you know, like the string and the weird stuff, you know, that Dan was putting us on with and, and um, just that we've seen it and that, you know, you've got guys that are your best friend that have made it. And you've got, you know, like guys that you've, you, you've, you were part of my testimony. You're part of my, my, you're my, you're one of my witnesses. That's was my student, but now you're one of my best friends and, and that you've uh, now got into training athletes and that, you know, um, you're willing to learn. Marcus has a, an open mind and that's what, that's what it really comes down to is that, you know, we, we literally send video to each other every day. I mean, that's not short to say. So that's really all I got on Marcus is that we started briefly talking about just the weirdness of me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah. um, Go ahead, Connor, man. This is your show, dude. Like ask away. Marcus is, is endless gold. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for whatever, dude. Hell yeah, gentlemen. Well, really quick, um, Greg, there was a slight mention. I know you do a lot of research studies and stuff like that. Uh, if you could kind of yeah. like run in and kick into how you got started on the player development side, uh, why you got started on the player development side and stuff like that. Um, yeah. and, and when he finished up, Marcus, if you wouldn't mind uh, kind of running through uh, something of the same, uh, that'd be amazing. Okay. Yeah, so like from the development side, I, I think I that – Marcus would agree that we kind of, as we were coaching teams at a facility that, that I was running, that we had really good teams, you know, guys, kids that were running state, not like that, you know, cheesy stuff, you know, at a young age or whatever. Not that it's cheesy young viewers, but that, you know, more things come later in life, guys. But um, we were just noticing that training was, was the reason why we were winning, you know, and that we could go play less tournaments and go bust everyone's head and just train. And then we actually did a study, and I've never released this data, but um, what really got me into it was a study. Marcus was there, and I, I'm actually going to release this soon. It's from 2018, and I'm, I'm showing WEC and some other guys, but um, we had kids freak us out. And basically, we did an arm-throwing program because it wouldn't start th- raining in Houston. And I know the driveline guys as well with, with Jace. I went to school with Matt Daniels um, in junior college. So uh, Maddie put us down with some equipment, and we run a four-week, six-week. Uh, you had to test four times. We run a throwing program, and we had kids go up 17 miles an hour, 12 miles an hour. No lifting. No, It was just pure intent and deliberation, which goes to the science, right, which goes to the papers that you're probably hinting at that, that I read or that I'm into. And it just it blew me away. And then there, there's a student athlete of mine. He's a senior this year. I think he's going to go to Ranger Junior College, Caden um, Wilson. But Caden um, has other options, D1, other, you know, but I think he's going to choose a good Juco in Texas. And Caden went up 22 miles an hour in 12 weeks. And it got so bad that we had to <laughs> – we, we were calling his mom, like, dude, he's so young, and are we going to hurt him? I'm calling Matt. I'm like, are we going to hurt this kid? But he was super efficient in his moves overall, and he was, you know, inside a 90-foot strike. And it just – it blew my mind as far as, like, how I can develop an athlete when it comes to a center fielder throwing the ball hard from the outfield or as a pitcher or as just animalistic, which I was already into. And so I got into training because I saw a paradigm shift of the, of the, of the tournament teams kind of like, you know, watering down, I guess. And, you know, it's hard to get on Facebook and see 15 world series champions, you know, of the same, you know, age group. Right. So, and and not you know you said not to hold anything back, dude. That's me holding it back, like how I really feel. Like, but <laughs> yeah, Marcus laughed. But no, I mean, I think that it's 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 development. It's the it's the technology, and it's the understanding that we can use this technology to make our kids better, which they'll perform better in the games, which will get them more looks, 
or win the tournaments that the families and the age group want to win, you know, like, but, but that we play too much in Texas and we don't train enough. And that's why I'm not opposed to coming to Denver. You know, I've only been here for two and a half months and I'm loving it because, you know, like you don't have to worry about like 17 kids playing a tournament this weekend, you know, and picking up. And they, they also told you their arm hurt two weeks ago. Like it's just, you know, and, and with all the data and all the tools we have, it, it was a no brainer. Marcus knows I invested everything, every dollar I had in every piece of development equipment myself from Rapsodos to dovetail overloads and underloads to driveline to taps, oat specialties have gotten me for a couple grand, you know, like, so that's what got me into it, man, was the technology and the, and these, these products that really work that, you know, I'm not talking about high end products. I'm talking about, you know, 799, you know, connection balls from, from oats, you know, like I'm talking about yes, Rapsodo too, but there's a lot of good stuff out there that we've been putting out for years, you know, for years and years. And so, um, go ahead, Marcus. I mean, how'd you get into development? Cause I kind of know the story, but the kids and, and, and viewers and other coaches would definitely want to know. Yeah. Uh, so I say it was a little bit different for me. Like I probably see, I'm only like 23 right now. So like, I feel like obviously I can still go play at, at a high level. Uh, but so originally I don't, you retired too early. No, I wouldn't. I'm not retired. Uh, uh-uh. nah, 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 nah. But no, anyway. Um, no, I would say probably like, uh, cause I remember originally I didn't even really want to. I don't want to do anything baseball related, but you know, just kind of really like just great, talking, always talking to Greg. You know, I always, I always knew a lot about hitting because it was just like it was all I did for however many years uh, playing sport. Baseball was my only sport, so I probably like I think where where most of my uh, desire to help athletes develop is probably because just remembering when, when I was uh when I was in and when I was younger because like I didn't I didn't have anyone like me or I didn't have anyone like Greg to you know just to look over my shoulder because like I feel like if I had that if I had that when I was in high school like someone like me or Greg then I feel like definitely I probably would have been like a like a first rounder or something like that but um, yeah, Murray, not to cut you off, that is one thing I left out because Marcus is such a good friend of mine. Like, he got me into developing. Like, when Marcus made, like, I worked in this cage. Marcus was using our facility working in this cage. And we just started working together. I don't even remember how exactly, but, like, I don't know if it was, like, we just, like, let me show you. And, like, he asked a question. I don't remember what it was. Like, but, like, we worked every day for two years, like, for two, two and a half years after that. And we talk every day to them, but like he got me into knowing that like I can help a professional athlete hit a ball 112 miles an hour in game and pull it off because that's what they expect of him. They drafted him at 17. I know that if he fails, I fail. And like, I, yeah, I don't know if y'all heard that, but like if he fails, I fail. And like that's the hardest you know thing about it. But he got me that. He gave me that confidence and him believing in me. Like Marcus, I have to say that and cut you off. My bad, but go ahead, bub. Uh, you're right you're right though um no yeah but I just I just remember like I remember everything that I was taught at uh in, at like the age of like 15 16 years old and like I remember I, re- I really remember like because I was I was actually like I still am like I'm, I'm a student of the game and like I like watching swings and I like watching my favorite players and I like watching like I like trying to figure out like what makes them the best player like so, I've always been like that since high school, and I remember, 
like I would do certain things that I would see on TV, like not knowing what it was or not knowing why they were doing it, but like had an idea. And like my high school coaches would always be like, nope, can't do that. Or right. somebody would be like, no, you can't do that. Like hit the ball on the ground or do this or do this. And I, like, I, I would yeah. do that. Like I would I do that. I hinted towards I would, it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would do that because like they're my coaches and that's what I was told to do. But like at the end of the day, like I did, I, I, I knew, like I felt like when I was 14, 15, 16 years old, like I knew that they were wrong and I was right, but like I still had to do what they were telling me because like that's my coach. And um, like obviously, like I got drafted, so it did help me out to some extent, but like I definitely feel like that I could have did it, did it. He told me not to hold back, did it. You just told me that you could go in the first round, bro. Like, if you're not hitting the – I'm sorry, but I'm a scout now. If I go to your freaking game markers and I see that, I need to talk to you and tell you to change it overnight, which is hard to do. You know that. Hitting's hard. Or, mm-hmm. like, bro, you're you're what you were. What round was it? I mean, you got your 18th. Mind, 18th round is a 17-year-old. Yeah, it's hella, hella good. It's a couple hundred grand, whatever it was. But throw you on blast like that. But, dude, I mean, it's 17. That's, you know, kids that, – that's everything. And – Marcus has been yeah. smart with his money, so I don't care about saying that. But, dude, no, like, yeah, you, you're a first-rounder if I got a hold of you. If, if, if some of my friends got a hold of you. Like, yeah, like, no, and, yeah, that's for sure. Like, I, I definitely say, like, every everything that I feel like I was told at the age of when I was in high school, I just feel like it took away from my athleticism because of my athleticism. Because, like, I was yeah, left-handed. So you know that, yeah. yeah I, you got to yeah. tell them because that's yeah. what we see, Garner, and, like, you're going to ask that later, so I hate to interrupt him, but, like, the boy is – he's going to be better than me. Like, he's going to have the feel that I have times a little more because he, he got the, the pick. And, Marcus, I, I I don't know if I should even say it. I'll tell you later about the, the courtesy pick for my senior year, but my high school coach called me. And, so yeah, like, I'll tell you later. Um, same team. But, yeah, it's like – you know, like Marcus is gonna be better than me, and 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 I hope that Connor, like we make you better and you make us better, and I hope that Jason makes me better and I make him better. But like, I mean, these kids are not stupid, is what Marcus is getting at. Like no, they're not. They're dumb. not. No. And so like, uh-huh. so like, if we knew, like, like, no offense, I don't even want to say it, but like, a certain coach had me write the lineups in a position where I'm not a player should not be writing the lineups, you know, or even giving too much like it's okay to ask for help and you know how you guys feeling what do you guys think about so and so yes but like i was coaching at an age where i shouldn't have been coaching i should have had people developing me the way these kids do these days and yeah it costs a lot of money and stuff that's the battle but like there's also you know guys like that that are affordable that will teach you more by teaching you less and like don't get that confused with our elite coaching that is less but gives you more like they're, no, they're, they're different, you know, that's, I'll add on to that. And I'll say, that's what I think is true. And I didn't really know, like, cause, uh, I'll, you learn more by doing than someone telling you like any, like someone can tell you like all the information in the world, like in his right information. Tell them the quote, tell them the quote, tell them the quote in the book. Yeah. I don't remember the quote. You gotta say it. I don't remember. Well, the, the book, the book is the, 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 the tennis. Oh, uh, uh, I forgot what the quote was, but it goes something along the lines of, um, you learn from it was it was a tennis quote because it was a tennis the underlying quote. game of tennis or something like that. What was yeah, it? some like the mind of tennis. I I don't know, but yeah, it's yeah. like you learn more from or you learn more from the stroke itself rather than the instructions to the stroke. Like so, if like we're talking hitting, and I'm telling you to do this, 
like I don't actually want you to remember me telling you to do such and such. I want it, you to remember yeah. the it I want you to remember the feel of yeah. of what I told you to do. So now like when I tell a kid to go left center field or and I, this is like when I first started coaching, like when I would tell a kid to go or like a righty, when I would tell a righty to go right center field, like I'm obviously trying to get him to not catch the ball deep and um still don't, hit it the other way. Still hit it the other way. So Instead of saying that, I would say hit the ball to right center field, and then they would do it three times, and then I would still say hit the ball to right center field, and then they mess it up about the fourth or fifth one. It's because like they're trying to listen to the instruction instead of replicate the swing, and yeah. that's what I think that a lot of coaching is, and like even today, like it's not changing. Like, and that was my problem because like I'm one of those guys. Like, I, pr- I would say like I'm probably a perfectionist in the sense of like trying to do something like perfect every single time and it's it's like a double-edged sword so it, sometimes it helps me to my advantage but i think that uh more or less like i'm i'm always talking to myself and i need to not listen to myself i just need to feel it and you learn more actually from from messing it up than than doing it right so, so that's i feel like i gotta i gotta toot my own horn i feel like i taught marcus that because we marcus is a perfectionist and he frustrates himself <laughs> And like he would like throw a ball outside, and he feels the bad one. We learn more from the bad one than the good one. But we were reading the same books, and I did lose that one book that he he's speaking about. I lost it the first time we bought it. Oh, this but, guy, this guy. Yeah. Well, well I freaking like, Connor, love it, you, man. Like, Connor, yeah, what you got, man? Like, talk to us because, like, ultimately, like, man, we've been at it, and we have a lot of information, and like we and and like we want to get it out, and like. And this is the first of many, you know, like, you know, we could chop this up however we want. We could let it all ride because I think this is, this is what me and Marcus have been, you know, I was talking about diamond discussions, like, you know, Corey and just some of the guys that are supporters, like, you know, we're onto something, man, but you need to, yeah, tell it, like, talk to us, man. Like hop in. What do you think? Like, are we crazy? Oh no, I'm loving it. I, on, on this kind of setting, like really, you guys have obviously. Are we, li- are we live on Facebook right now? Like, oh, like, we're live on Facebook. We're live on Twitch. We're live on hey. YouTube. We live, baby. We live. Hey, <laughs> how do I? How do I share this? Like, oh, uh, like, so I can send you. I can text you the link. Tag me. Tag me, and and then can they go rewatch it? Like, can they? Oh yeah. Can they so go- it'll be it'll be up on Twitch, YouTube, and t- uh, yeah. Facebook for two weeks. This like version. Uh, but what yeah. I do is I'll take this, I download it, I chop it all up, and then uh, I'll do like a, a, a sneak peek uh, probably in two weeks on Tuesday. And then the full episode will get dropped on uh, Spotify and Apple, uh, YouTube, and then also my website uh, the following yeah. Wednesday. You're not going to cut the swing out there, right? Oh, hell no, dog. Come on now. That's just money. No, but, but what else you got, baby? Let's um, go, honestly, yeah. the uh, this kind of setting, I I just want to learn more. I I kind of want to see uh, what other people are doing. There's not really a right or wrong for what I, I'm seeing from yeah. this. Just learning kind of how you guys go about it and how you guys got into the development game. That's a big one. Um, I was chat chatting yeah. with a gentleman. I had a uh, Chad Longworth on. Uh, Chad, yeah, 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 yeah. I had him on uh, about three weeks ago. Um, he got done playing pro ball. Uh, he was uh the high school that was in the local area asked him to come to uh or asked them to just put his name on the team for their summer team because no one on the spring program could coach in the summer so they just needed a name and they're like chad do you mind if we put it down and he's like sure they're like you don't even have to come to anything uh and then uh 
ends up wanting to get into it. He also, uh, his dad met somebody at the post office and was like, Hey, would your son be willing to train my kids? We've got a facility. Next thing you know, this dude's got, you know, Longworth, uh, everything. He's got a course and all of that. And that's kind of how he got started. He wanted nothing to do with baseball, uh, and random. Another gentleman, John Lampros from, uh, two five baseball. He got, uh, he started coaching because he put an ad on Craigslist. Like those kind of things, like I absolutely love to hear, uh, and just no, how yeah, you yeah. guys got into it. And then also oh. on the aspect of, uh, go ahead. No, no. I was just saying like my buddy, Matt, like Matt made it all the way to big league camp. And you know, like he was with the Marlins whenever it was Stanton, Yelich, D Gordon, oh, shit. Fernand, you know, yeah. Like Jose, like everybody, bro. Like, and you know, um, yeah, his wife, made him kind of come home. He was tore his ankle uh, last big league camp. And I mean, he had 18 jacks in the minors, you know, there's people like Mac Muncy. They, most of they ever hit was 12 in the minors, you know, Matt, Matt was a big leaguer and you know, there's, there's many, many, many of them, you know, that, that did not hit 17 yaks in the minors in, in AAA. But, um, but no, I mean, Matt, you know, like basically became, came home and became an accountant. <laughs> and then like, I like talked them into it to taking $110,000 with his uh i believe i hate to throw him out there like that but he's like my next door neighbor brother <laughs> but he takes yeah he goes to forty thousand dollars to coach and it was just like that's a cool story it's like dude you just took like uh, you know sixty thousand dollar l to to coach every day and he's turned it around i mean he's he's killing it in college station he played at a&m and stuff but no matt yeah matt yingle uh shoulders at a&m is what they call him he had a great story like that it's so cool it's those that i absolutely love uh and then also kind of getting into it with the fact of marcus of you training with greg this is going to actually make it uh pretty nice but if you guys could just kind of run through and marcus on your own or greg on your own or however you guys want to do it uh the training sessions that you guys do how do you guys go about it i mean obviously greg i saw you in the groups earlier uh today do you guys do one-on-ones as a groups how do you guys schedule your groups how do you guys plan like kind of how do you guys build your training uh sessions and why it was more i was let me start off you can yeah I, I would love marcus to tell me because i've never heard this and i want to know his his outlook because it, like what you saw today is not relatable because those kids are obviously not as talented they're younger it was a camp small camp whatever but you've seen some of the better kids at fast so you know like that you know th that good athletes come but i would i mean like almost like yeah this is like kind of like a great moment for me if marcus could explain like what he thinks of this so, because i, don't, I, have, I, don't, I don't know what have a strong view i would i'll say i, I remember I, like like you said i don't remember how we started in the, like i remember i was i would go there but um so like sometimes like we would we would literally be up there for hours. I don't know, like not hitting, not not hitting, because like I don't know, like the way I am, and I can tell the way he is. Like it was more, like of actual hitting. Like let's say if we hit for like an hour, that's just we always hit for more than an hour. But let's just say it was an hour. Um, if we hit for an hour of of the actual swings that we would take, probably. 20 to 30 minutes worth of swings, but the I think like the majority of it was just talking, uh, talking about like just whatever whatever the goal was because uh, Greg definitely so I would say Greg saw me before I had before I had any type of swing change so 
when did I see you? Was it after 2017? It was, or it, was, it was it was before you like so Marcus. It was, it was after 2017. It was the it was after you didn't get enough time to get that first hit, and you only got like a couple games because you signed late as a 17 year old. Oh, so it was 2016. Yeah, and then like you came in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and so like I want to say that we got our first hit together, but if not, it was that next time. Because I don't, I think you got your first hit without me, or you had one hit like in that short season, and then when you no, came home, no, I, I didn't, I didn't, I so, didn't. So did we get so, our first hit? Did I get your first? Like, I, I don't remember hit? if it was in if if you met me before my first spring training, then yeah. I I don't remember what happened. No, I don't. know. No, you, you already you were already roomies with Sam. It was your second. No, year. yeah, yeah, it was it was second year. We just went to the we went to the I di I didn't say the player's name, but who's in the bigs that your numbers were better than. Yeah, by a dramatic amount. Yeah, like yeah, it was. That's whenever we linked. Yeah, yeah go ahead, go ahead. This yeah, is, this is beautiful yeah. to me. Yeah, you definitely you met me after. So like, one thing I will say is like, and I don't I don't know how people think pro ball is, but like when I went to pro ball, my swing didn't change. Like I wouldn't like it. Probably it definitely got better. Like I was definitely doing better, but it didn't change. Like I had no coach actually make the physical change. I had the like, first swings. I had the yeah, first yeah, swings. yeah. So like, and they suck. Like I look they're, at them right they're now. like they're like Robbie Cano, but at 17, 18 years old. That like yeah, they're, they're yeah, like yeah. the Robbie Cano S. But I have the assessment swings. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So during the conversations, we would literally just talk about like hitting, and then like this is like this was definitely during like what I would say a paradigm shift, like the paradigm shift, like where everything was changing, because like I was lefty and I was fast. So like from high school, they were saying hit the ball on the ground and let your speed play. Which made sense, like you know, like if you want to win in high school, yeah, yeah, like. But I always felt like when I always went to go play with the best, that like I was hitting doubles and triples in the gap, and then I would come play high school, and they would tell me hit the ball on the ground, and like I got to do what the coach says. But so it was, it was the same thing. Like I kind of went to pro ball with that same swing, and I, I made like a, a minor change, like I added a leg kick before I met Greg. But like, um, we actually started. This was like. I actually learned a lot because, like, like I said, it was during the paradigm shift that he was studying that, which was which obviously helped me out. So we were talking about like versus like hitting the ball in the air. This you remember that? Like, like no, I remember. I, I was actually yeah. like, you just got the leg kick and you were like playing with it because you were yeah. And and like kids don't know kids if you're listening and even others that are interested. Marcus has to gravitate to four coaches. Four coaches are trying to put their name on the next superstar. I don't mean that in disrespect to any professional coach also that might listen to this. That's among my friends. But, like, people want to help. They genuinely want to help. And it's sometimes, like, with a guy that young that, that is smart and that is already, like, what can you teach him besides the external cue? And that's what, like, Marcus was speaking about earlier was that, like, you know, don't overcoach him in a sense. Do less. Like, if, like it's just self-organization, which I was going to get into with you later, Connor. You know, it's one of my, one of my notes was, you know, how do we train – and I, that's what I'm going to speak about after Marcus gives his. But, but yeah, I mean, go ahead, Marcus, finish first, and I'll, and I'll go, yeah. No, yeah, so basically we just – we worked on, like, like, pro, like I don't know what people – people this, this is the time where people were talking about launch angle is bad, launch angle this, or hitting the ball air, like, what are you doing, like, all that stuff. But then, like, everything – like, so when I went to the Rangers, it went from high school, everybody was telling me to hit the ball on the ground, and then the Rangers, everyone was telling me to hit the ball in the air. Right. So I didn't question it. I just did it, and it, it worked. It like helped my swing tremendously. And then like I would have did the same. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, and yeah. then, I, I, and when I met Greg, it, like we were talking about like properly, like 
what's putting the ball in the air, like why we want to do it. And then we started we started going in and just like diving really, really deep into things. And we just started talking about aspects of the game that like I had never I had never ever heard of before, never thought of before. Yeah. Like, we like how we talked about like the the approach angle, like like all of those stuffs really really matters. And I think that a lot of people get a like a lot of people get offended or not necessarily offended, but they just don't like the way that it's being taught now. But the fact yeah, but let's be real. But let's be yeah. real. They were they were offended, Marcus, because when Marcus was in town for, for Pro Bowl, like during the offseason, he would coach first base for me. And like we would strum an ex pro or, or like an MLB scout and we would strum him. And he would tell like like we would shake hands. He'd be like, Hey, you know, good people, you know what I'm saying? Like good Jay, hey, hey, way to kick our butt today. Yeah, y'all got us, y'all got us, y'all got us. And then it'd be like, Hey, you know that that, that shit don't play. And I'm like, what, the seven home runs that we just put up this tournament? The three bombs that we just dropped in this game that just housed y'all 13 to 2? What's funny, what's funny? They got offended. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say a name, but, like, one of the best hitting coaches, and this before I met you, Greg, before I met you, one of the best hitting coaches, like, in Texas, like, he's always, he's worked with everyone, worked with everyone, like, great players, great Astros players. He he was telling me, like, like this right out of high school, like, the Rangers were telling me to hit the ball in the air and stuff like that. And I told him that they had told me to hit the ball in the air. And he was like, what? Like, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. And the funny thing is he had a, he has a son that's two years younger than me. And um, his son ended up going to play pro ball. And then he's, his son told him the same thing. He was like, dad. Oh, I know. I know. He was, he told him, he said, dad, they want me to hit the ball in the air. He won't, and he was like, "Wow, they want you to hit the ball," and he he finally accepted it, and that's what a lot. He, yeah, he got yeah, it. In his like time. the fact, the fact of the matter is, just like people, and it's just like it's just a people thing. Like people aren't like people are kind of stubborn. And it's like when you tell them to change one thing, or like when you say like hit the ball in the air, like they kind of like you know might take like they might feel a certain type of way about it because they learned how however good they got, whatever level they made it at, they learned it on whatever they were taught, and then when they kind of figure out that 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 thing was wrong, then they kind of get offended or they kind of get, like, it takes, like, a part of them out of them. And it's just like, I'm not really talking about you, but it's just, like, it's the way it is now. But, no, I, I, I always look about that. I always think about that, Greg. That, that's funny because, like, he told, he was like, no, uh-uh, you can't hit the ball on ground. Like, or he's like, that, that'll make you top spin and everything. And then his son, his son, a great player, literally was like, dad, <laughs> like, I have to hit the ball in the air. And he's like, wow, like, okay. And it's, and this was, and this is the only matter. I got drafted in 2016. This kid probably the the kids the the coach's son got drafted two years after me. So we're talking about only two years, only two years of a difference. And like me, and oh, I was saying me, yeah. Huh? Like, go ahead, finish Marcus, and then I'll start. That way we could go to the next topic because I want to hint. I want to build off that. Yeah, I would say that me and Greg were definitely ahead of the curve because I like this is a, this is not a hitting example, but like I remember. In 2016, 2017, Greg was like, "There's gonna be an opener in the baseball game," and like I was like, "I was like, oh yeah, tell him this is documented. I, Save this. Save like, this. Bro, it was like 2016, 2017. Greg was like, "There's gonna be an opener in the game. Like, there's not. They're not gonna do um, close." He said that I was like, "Not gonna be." I was like, "What? That's stupid." He didn't always understand. Be... He didn't understand. Like, Marcus, Marcus understood before everyone else, but that day, Marcus did not understand that I told him that. A guy will start a game for someone like the Rays or someone, and I even said the Rays, I think. But I, I said someone like will start a game for a sabermetrical team that spends low budget, you know what I'm saying, low budget team, 
and they will start a game and, and get the one, two, three, four hitters done. You know what I'm saying? Five hitters done, hopefully one runs and no runs. And then the starting pitcher, quote unquote, the second pitcher, will then have basically only have to face the first, the first three to four hitters twice. And we get later in the game. So I called the opener like after reading certain books like Hitting Game of Baseball and then just let my brain work where I saw steals going down and things like that. And the, and it just made sense to me. But yeah, I did call it. That's true. Thank you, Marcus. No, yeah. But that, that was just like, that was one example. And everything else we were talking about hitting wise was just like, it was, I'm not going to go down too, too deep in that part, but like we were ahead of what, of yeah. what we're talking about. Cause like, I'll use, I'll use an example for hitting the scissors. Yeah, give, give one example the for scissors. hitting. Like the scissor, like yeah, okay, like you can scroll down on my Instagram and like Caden Wilson, the kid I told you that also bought in and went up. You know, the, what he was scared, he went up so much. I was mapping. See, heavy things. We believe that we believe this. Yeah, that people can disagree. We believe that heavy things map you, and light things help you pull them off. To just for you know to to make it easy. And so I had Caden like straight up like. This is on video. This is recorded. My friend Cam John, who is one of my best friends, he actually, we just signed, got him, uh, great, great things are going on for Cam right now. But Cam is with me now on this. But so we, we, we had, like, pretend I'm hitting this way, but, like, the pitcher's over there, right? I'm opening drill right now, and I'm hitting opposite field. I had Caden, literally, with the heaviest bat possible, moving, 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 moving. And I would make him scissor. And then keep moving slow motion, slow motion, slow motion until he could hit a certain pitch that you can only hit out of the park with that timing or whatever. Just from my belief. This is just my belief. You don't have to believe it. It's a biomechanic, you know, just it's a mechanical lever thing that, that, that I think I've proved, that I know of, that, that I've studied, you know, for years, like Marcus has said. But, but we were teaching this three, four years ago. The Mookie, you know, Mookie posted him staying in the ground where the feet never leave the ground, you know, like. The feet never leave the ground. We can't see it, but the feet never leave the ground, and he's just getting these feels. You know what I'm saying? Just, mm, you know, and just, and it's just front toss, and he's using little bats, big, you know, whatever. Like we've been, we've been using that. It's programmed. Marcus has it written, and he he can't go too deep because we literally had neuro days, reaction days. We had like this 12 week off season program built. You know that that you would have to really pick our brain maybe on a whole, you know, like we can make that an episode, you know, where it's like, hey, you know, what is what does it take during an off season? Because Marcus, do you mind if I go now? Like but no, um, yeah, it's like I don't even remember the original question, but about development and about like my view on it was like how did it happen? How did it start and how did it like what do we do? Well like we believe that if you swing heavy things, light things, regular things, short things, fat things, that it translates. We believed, um, I think that we were ahead of this, that, you know, we closed the distance, you know, for a reason. And, you know, we, we studied every single swing path. We studied as much exit velo or potential exit velo at the time with diamond kinetics and things like that, right, um, as possible. And we didn't run from the numbers. Like I was telling you earlier, we don't run from the numbers. And it, it, it took complete buy-in from a young man to another young man. But to piggyback off what he said, about how fast it happened is my buddy Chris Herman is still in AAA Major League Baseball. He's a veteran. He will receive his pension. He, you know, was drafted. He played me in JUCO and Kyle Chapman growing up. Um, he was drafted out of Miami, out of Alvin and um, Junior College and Miami. 
And Chris is still in the bigs and, and, you know, hit two home runs in spring training this year. You know, just Connor Wong, also Houston boy, you know, is up there. They're trying to get him some at-bats. But Chris is an MLB vet that, you know, helped Sale get back, you know, through AAA and, and get him back up into the bigs, you know, that last thing. Chris calls me, texts me one day. I trained Chris's brother, who's, um, who's a very talented college baseball player as well, um, that played at Alvin where we're at. I'm, I'm, training, I'm training Scott, and, and Chris texts me. Chris, Chris is an introvert, not much of a texter, you know what I'm saying, not much of a caller. You know, you call him 20 times. He, he doesn't big league you. He, just, he doesn't answer the damn phone, right? So, like, um, Chris texts me, and he says, man, I'm about to lose my swing over this. I'm about to lose my job over the swing that got me drafted. And I just got on StatCast. I just got on, you know what I'm saying, everything I could find on Chris. And I found out that Chris had 11 homers and a 30 at bats. He was a 30 home run guy. He's a 22-plus home run guy. Like facts, and so we we just dove into everything that he was doing right, and so I don't know. I think this, this I believe this. Marcus knows I believe this, but catching barrels um, was not a stat when I made that name. It is now the most important stat according to me because it is a certain exit speed and a certain angles, right? And if you hit a ball harder, then you can open up the angles a little bit, right, for it to be a probability of a hit. So I brought all this to Chris years ago, and he was the first big leaguer that paid me for my time. Uh, Marcus even, I think, went one, once or twice with us. Um, we remember we had to drive forever that one time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Marcus came once, and, and, you know, we just really reiterated to Chris, you know, blah, 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 right? Well, Chris didn't open homers, but his role was different that year. But you know what he did do? He went up uh, 38 points in batting average. And he played his role very well, and he had a lot of big homers, like 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 um, pinch hits. I don't know if it was pinch hits or just like – I remember even when he came to the Astros, he had a big hit, triple off the wall that scored two when we were up one. And, and it's just – you know, it's just – it's beautiful to see. I've also had – you know, Marcus, like I felt like when he was released over the back, like I felt like that was my fault, you know. Like so listening to Marcus talk about it and give me like praise in a sense, but then like also – know that I was young learning a lot like it really was this simple man like I got into it because I heard hit the ball in the air and I disagreed completely you know seven eight years ago and then I checked that guy's resume I checked out what he was doing and I just said you know what cool I bought the game uh hitting game of baseball and I ran a sabermetrics and I said okay and then I just applied it to all of the technology that I ever bought and, and it led to if you hit the ball this hard this high it goes over the fence because I know the distance of your fence and I have the technology. So Marcus is, is a big witness of one of my softball girls. You know, she had 11 home runs her, her junior year. Sure. You know, and they're telling her to put the ball on the ground, bud. She's going to Texas Tech. She's at Texas Tech now. She's a junior, uh, Peyton Jackson. She's that's my girl. But Peyton's like, you know, she's a junior at Tech, and, like, they didn't want her to hit the ball in the air. She had 11 jacks her, her junior year. You know, like, she started training with me, and, and she's on blast, and people are like, from the school are worried, like, who's that guy? Because I tagged it on Instagram, you know, worried about what I'm teaching her, but her barrel speed goes up, you know, five. A kid's barrel speed from last night, one of the kids, the lefty, the, the really good lefty, the freshman, he went up from, you know, like, I won't say numbers, but he went up 5.5 from yesterday to today. It's just intention, deliberation. And, like, we teach what's real while these other guys are sitting on the damn bucket and they don't want to take a sensor off. They don't want to see let me see what happens whenever you swing a light bat before a heavy bat. Let me see what happens when you do, you know. And we we had so much time with Marcus. Like, Marcus really bought in. So, like, I mean, I'll show you later, like, kind of, like, swings from before and after. 
And when he left me, he was a specimen. He was an MLB prospect specimen. And, you know, like, I just, I truly, truly, truly believe that, you know? And so I don't know, um, I don't know what else to, like, really say besides the development is that Marcus gave me a big advantage in that. Chris saw me hitting with other pros, saw me hitting with his brother. His brother became, you know, an, an all-star, you know, twice. And all the other kids, I mean, we had plenty of kids committed to D1, but, but yeah. While, while we're talking about that, what, what we were working on in 2017 or 2018, like, we could fix. We could do it in two weeks now. Yes, I, I would agree that we have gotten dramatically better. Yes. Yeah, because like what we were, I remember we were working on it specifically regarding the bat path. Like the like we were guessing. Like we were like oh, honestly, you know, that's, not necessarily that's the, guessing. The, no, 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 no. The beauty of it is that Marcus saw me freestyle a lot of this off of reading. Not that I just made it up, but I said, "Look, this is theory, and this is this works." So, like, this is an example: is reaction time. So, like, if we put our hands down. And the goal is to hit the button, right? Whenever this light blinks, right? Go, boom, right? Go, boom, right? And they test a thousand people, whatever, right? Put an object in front of their hands. Now you have to compute. Now you have to think. So guess what you just did? You came up with a strategy. And all of a sudden, reaction times got better. So if I, if I block you, right? If I restrain you, right? You react faster. Defense. We only move for two reasons, Marcus. I've been preaching it for how long, right? How long have I been preaching this before I said We moved for two reasons. Three, four years? I don't remember what you're saying. All right. So we moved for two reasons. To reach a rewarding state or to avoid a bad one. Yeah, that's it. Prove another one, and then you've literally, you could possibly win a Nobel Prize. Tell me why we move other than to re reach a rewarding state or to avoid a bad one. Well, I love yeah. it. The Oh, sorry. No, yeah, I mean, I'll wait. you know, saying it's crazy. I was gonna say the uh, what you guys are bringing up and stuff. I absolutely love it. And the major question I have been able to ask, and I think something that's kind of a a separator of a lot of instructors. I mean, obviously, you were mentioning it. You just you got guys that are scared to take off a sensor, or put on a sensor, get off the bucket. They're just throwing little soft toss, feel good type stuff. How do you guys incorporate failure into your training? And what does yeah. that look like for your guys' training sessions? Mark, you may go first on this one, or you got it? Would you, you're short and sweet. I mean, you're uh, not I'm not short. I, I just, yeah. I do it. How, are you talking about how, how we incorporate failure? Yeah, just any type of failure. What does that look like? Uh, and how do you guys go about that? For, for all well, athletes. For all athletes, so we got one kid that's a rec ball player, and we have a guy that's a that's a you know. Prospect. Yeah. Okay. Just, go, go ahead. Just, uh, what do you guys do to okay. incorporate failure into the training program? Well, first, I think that you have to get, especially kids, because like unfortunately, like it's unfortunate. Like I was fortunate to have parents that would just kind of leave me alone, and maybe it was because they didn't know much about baseball, or I don't know. But I think that when parents kind of like talking their kids here like like you're doing this or you're doing this or you're doing this it makes them kind of believe that that they have to or that they're there that it's possible to be perfect and the first thing that I, I the hardest thing is i have trouble with is getting kids to understand that you can literally do every single thing perfect you can be on time you can have the 
perfect swing and still get a, a terrible result. So, like, with that being said, like, you can also have the worst swing ever and get a double or something like that because that's just the way baseball works. So now I want you to take your attention away from being perfect because it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. But what, what matters is is I need you to to how I work it is, like, we get the swing that we want and then we do that first and then squaring up the ball is second. Like, you can't skip step two without doing step one. And I think that every kid, they kind of get, like, especially we're doing off the tier front toss, uh, off the tier front toss, they feel like that everyone has to be perfect. And then what I really, really don't like is when they hit one pretty good with a terrible swing. And I'm like, that's not what I want. Like, I'm not like, like, that's not what we're going for. Like, I don't care. Like, like I tell him, like, it's, it's, it's front toss is easy. Like, major yeah, league, you beat a PR and you hit it two feet. <laughs> yeah. Like you're supposed to hit, you're supposed to go 10 for 10 on, on front toss. Like you're supposed to do that stuff. But what I care about is if you do it with the correct swing, because the goal is to translate this into the game. And then how I just go about doing it. Like, I'll just, like, I just, I, like during front toss, I'll just put the ball where I want to. And then I'll see if they can. Like once they get the swing down that I, that we're looking for, like I'll try to surprise them with a certain pitch and see if they if they commit to that swing or if they try to go back to their old ways to just make contact. And sometimes it'll be like they'll hit the ball really hard and then it's not with a swing. I'm like, eh, that's kind of not what we want. And then other times, like they're probably confused because like they'll actually probably like hit it like they're like, oh, that hit was like I rolled over on or like I hit it into the ground or I did this. And I'm like, no, that's actually like. A, a great swing because you the, the, swing, the ball. Yeah, yeah, the swing was good. It just didn't match the ball. That's, like if we can get you to do that, then it's 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 fine. So that's yeah. just that's really how I wish. Like that's what, like I just want them to get away from the results. Like if you do everything correctly in the box, then the results will take care of themselves. But if you and I feel like this is just a parents thing. Like parents have them kind of focused on just like the result, 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 result without doing step one, two, and three to get the result. It's just kind of yeah. backwards. Yeah, yeah. No, like, that's actually one of the, the best things that I've ever heard from Marcus as a young coach is that, you know, with, with way less experience from, you know, than I have, like, and, and others that, that I coach with that he knows, you know, that have been coaching 10 years longer than I have. But, but Marcus nails that right there because, you know, my biggest thing, and Marcus touched on it briefly, I don't know if I, you know, said this a lot around him or if he just, you know, naturally has felt that as he coaches, you know, in Arizona right now with all these players that he has. And he's working for Lou Frazier, by the way, in Arizona. If I ever need a place to train in Arizona, if this gets out to some of Marcus's guys, Lou Frazier's in Arizona, request Marcus. Uh, Lou played in the bigs. But um, Lou's a good friend of mine, and, and he's always treated my guys right, and he hired Marcus immediately when Marcus moved out there. So, but, but Marcus nailed it because my biggest thing is that if a kid, like, and I got to let you see my feet on this one. So, like, <laughs> let's do it. If, if a kid, if a kid hits a ball like this, this, this is what me and Marcus, I think, kind of agree on. And, what, and I'll take it to the next level. It's like, if a kid hits a double like this with his front foot, you know what I'm saying? No one says a word, right? But if the kid hits a rollover ground ball because he hits a top like this, they're trying to overcoach him and do everything in the world for him, right? And, like, it's it's just, like, the result's the result because, like, at, that's that's what I like what Marcus said is that, you know, I wish that coaches understood the feel part, which is, look, we love volunteers. This is not to the volunteer coach. If you're a volunteer coach and you're close-minded, well, then you're, you're, you're an asshole. 
because you're, you're, you're volunteering your time and you're, you're doing this as supposedly as a good deed. Well, then you should be all ears. Okay. Like you should be all ears on how this should be better. If you're a volunteer and you're not all ears, you're probably egotistical and you're the reason and you're the guys we're talking about. But like, you know, the result doesn't matter. You know, because like Marcus says, you can strum a ball 110 miles an hour right at the right at the center fielder. Boop, you're out, right? And you can get that blue. But to to take it really to the next level, is I wish that coaches understood the feel of the game to where when a kid takes a good swing and he just hit the top of the ball, hitting's hard, babe. Take another one. You're good. You're no, good. yeah, literally, good. like literally, hey, you just missed. So sometimes it's not a lazy barrel, right? Opposite field. It's literally that kid. You know what I'm saying? Hit that ball right at that at that little flare action. He he just inside outed it and it hit right here. He just missed it, but it was a great swing. That's why it went that way. He went yeah, like, it a little bit. If you're if you're a real hitting coach, you have to be able to tell a kid like because there there are a bunch of times where kids take great swings, but like kind of don't hit it right. Not kind of don't hit it right. Like they don't hit it right. Just, hitting's hard. Yeah, hitting's hard. I'm like. I'm like, and I mean, then they at the end of the day, we want to we want to talk a lot, like what me and Marcus were saying, what, like when it went to the development of a professional or whatever. We want to talk a lot, but the end the end goal is within the first, you know, the end goal in the first ten uh, two weeks is to limit the verbiage, right, and go to the feel because I want to know two things. I want them to feel two things. What do you feel? Late. Yeah. That's yeah. It. And because when I'm early, like, I do silly things, right? When I'm late, I do silly things, right? So, like, sometimes they think I wrapped around it. No, you were so early, bro. <laughs> like, literally, you hit it in the dugout. You, you had know? no choice. Yeah. No choice. So, and so that's the thing. Me, I don't want them. Like, because like, hitting so hard that you're going to have to be able to hit when you're really early or really late. And, and like, that's so, – No point we ever say that that's a bad swing because, like, you might need it. Like, you might need that swing, but we have to be able to – get this swing and then from like like obviously like our a swing we we can adjust from there so like you teach them the a swing and then teach them the misses like you're going to be late on a few you're going to be on that front foot for a few but you have to be able to do both so, you have to be able right. to do both not every very very few right. of the swings that you take in game especially at a high level when you go to a high level like i don't know like guys go four for four but how many of those swings do they look and say that was best swing like probably not many not not that often like on, on even on home run swings like like guys hit like front foot like like way out front home runs like you have to be able to do that like you just have right. to be able to do it and and, that's, and the kids that's, who can do yes go? and that's why i think if you scroll down to the instagram there's a there's a murphy post that i posted three to four years ago yeah, that was wild. I was thinking about that. Bro, was, it's, it's one of the best posts I ever had. And actually, like, speaking of Longworth and stuff like that, like, holding nothing back, like, I need to meet Longworth because I want to ask him some questions because, like, I stopped posting because a lot of my stuff was getting stolen. And, like, not stolen, like, okay, like, I see so many accounts, they give repost, right? You know that, that Catching Barrels, this is factual, Catching Barrels has never been reposted. I've never been reposted. Why? I repost. What are you talking no, about? No, 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 no. You've never did the repost app like these other people. No, oh. like, 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 like all these other hitting pages have reposters and reposters and reposters and reposts. No one's ever reposted me. So they either think my drills suck. I've been reposting. No, no, no. It's not about that. It, it, it's, it's that either they think my drills suck, right? And then I don't know what I'm doing. 
or they're literally, in my opinion, as an intellectual property artist style guy, like, and Marcus, no, my programming was stolen and sold to college kids over a break that he helped write where, it, yes, like, this is real stuff. Like, a, a guy owes me a lot of money, let's say, right? And it, Yeah, like, this is real, man. So I don't, I take it serious. And so, like, Longworth, I'm not blaming Longworth or anybody else. I mean, Longworth, you know, releases great information, and, and he's on the same wave. Propel Hitting is probably me and Marcus's favorite. He actually just messaged me, Marcus. Um, Propel is, like, you know, just a, a regular guy, Juco, Texas-style guy that, that really has the best film and the bre best breakdowns and is teaching these kids, like, what they really need to know, you know? And it's it's like he's showing the move. He's really doing it. And these other people, I think, are piggybacking off of us while we've got guys like you that, dude, we feel like, like I appreciate you, Connor. Like, this is amazing that we get to – feel you know like wanted in a sense that you know that, that you want this information because we want to give it to you guys you know i love it man i love it and to kind of touch on uh earlier you guys kind of brought up uh it's not going to be often that you're able to hit uh when you're on time because the fact the amount of times that we're actually on time in a high uh uh situation my biggest very my small. biggest is my biggest, I think, um, I wish Marcus, uh, he might have some trouble right now, but I wish yeah. that Marcus was on this because this is my topic, right? So, like, I want you to scroll down on the Instagram and look for the for the Murphy post with the Nationals and, and look at read the whole caption. Repost that on your story, man, like, you know. But ultimately, that's the biggest thing of hitting is that you have to be athletic and you have to have all swings in the back. You need to have a two-hand and a one-hand finish, you know, especially at a young age. Marcus, we were talking about, you know, the athleticism and being right when you're wrong. And uh, you're going again. He gone. But, but, uh, but no, um, you know, it's about being athletic and about, you know, knowing that you're going to be wrong, knowing that with two strikes, you know, or with less than two strikes, that we want zero swings. I've never dropped this on anybody, but I'll drop it on UConn. So, like, I've dropped a couple students this week, but it was a, I was laying in bed and I thought of this theory and I said, you know, if I was looking on Statcast and I was looking at barrel speeds, um, how many hits happened under X amount of barrel speed? So like, there's gonna be some barrel speeds that like are like jam shots that lead to a hit, but every single weak hit, every single every single weak hit that's hit, let's say like over the infield for a bloop single, was still a fast barrel speed. So, like, we have to swing fast and live with our results. So, like, take strike one or take the bloop single, right? Because it might – take the broken back bloop single because it might lead to it. So, it's like just swing through it all the way fast. Barrel speed plays, right? That's why we measure it. And don't – and then when you have two strikes and you slow the barrel down, put the ball in play, whatever, cool. But last time I checked the sabermetrics, right, like a, a, a strike one is better than a double play, you know? So, if there's runner on first, I don't need to be swinging the bat unless I'm putting off, you know, a fast swing. And – Sometimes, like, you know, like these athletic moves, why we teach them. And so, Marcus, it was about the athletic moves until you got cut off. Why this is my favorite and my biggest topic and why I want you to scroll down on that is because that's what separates me, I think, is that my kids are going to swing at the pitches, but when they don't, they have a move unlocked, whether it's the scissor, whether it's the, you know what I'm saying? The so how do finish. you, what do you do to train that? What what drills, so, what sessions, what mental, physical so Cam, so, cues? So Cam, my buddy Cam, yeah, my buddy Cam that I was talking about that is now with me, that believes in me, you know, like that believes this theory of, of he said, be careful teaching the scissor on, in the, on that post three, four years ago. 
And he said, it's in a natural, it's adrenaline move. And I said, no, 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 you can't teach it. I can map new neural pathways. I can. Like, like we know people that can fix scoliosis with fun- functional patterns and all these other companies that are coming out. But like, honestly, I believe that if you roll the ropes every day, like WEC, that yes, like we're like, you will um, make changes in, in your scoliosis. Like I have papers and, and, and things like that. So the way we train it is, is through creating that move with heavy objects and, and, and letting your brain understand what you want to do. So if your brain doesn't ever know that contact is 18 inches out, if it's never felt it before and you've played baseball since you're three, well, then you will always stop at 16 or 17 inches and pull out. And then so we have to make you feel that while still being behind the front leg maybe, right? That's one example of it, right? But like ultimately, like we have to let you understand and let you feel that you need to feel every hit this way That's that you're laid on, you know what I'm saying? Like effective velocity laid on. We have to make you feel every hit this way and then up and down and then curveball fastball. I mean, it's, it's endless. So we need to be athletic. And we need the, the reaction. So the reaction yes. times are, the, are what we pull out. So like what Marcus brought up where he says he throws a kid good, 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 and then he brings in something low and in. Did our kid take the out and, and squish the bug, right? Or did he, he single up the middle? And our, kid, and our kids, Marcus is a witness, my kids especially, scissor first day to 10 days, first lesson to 12 lessons with me, your kid will – put a barrel on a ball with a scissor that I never taught him that I just brought to him through, through warm-up. So we use like wet clubs right here and we just go like low, 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 low. Don't change any angles. Kind of just stay angle, stay angle, stay angle, stay angle, stay angle. And then just pop in front and just hold, you know what I'm saying? And what this does is, but what you can't move the feet. So you have to stay rooted into the ground. And what this does is like, basically a kid doesn't want to rotate around something to punish it, to impact it. And they, do something different. So if I got a fat, like, like, excuse me, if I got a, a friend and I wanted to throw her in the pool, right? And she's kind of heavy, right? A heavy human. And I, and I go to spin, 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 and I throw her in the pool, I automatically scissor. Because no one's ever taught me how to scissor, or, I mean, to throw a girl in the pool. But if I hit and I scissor at seven years old, which I see all the time, my dad will say, don't do that. Swish, you know, turn your back foot. So you just coached it out of them at seven whenever God gave it to us anyway. So, like, I disagree with Cam. It was already in there. We just have to unlock it, you know, and Cam believes that. Cam Cam is, is a great coach. He, he is, I mean, all of his athletes buy into everything he says. He's bought wet clubs. He's bought ropes for me now. He's, you know, he, he, he buys in, and, and he just needed to hear it that way, right? Like, he needed to hear it on that deeper level because his dad did play pro ball, right? But it can be, it can be mapped. It can be taught. Yeah, so, no uh, what else, to add on to that, like, like what we were just talking, like it sounds like y'all are talking about adjustability, like with the scissor. Um, so like what I've been doing, I've been doing a drill where I just have my kids. Like I don't know how you feel about it, Greg. I didn't even talk to you about it. We haven't. This is your first time here that I do. I don't know. You might do it, but I have my kids kind of do like they after they finish a swing. Like we'll have certain drills that we do. Like where after they finish a swing, they drop down to a knee, like that yes. back knee. So have you, you seen so- that? That what that is is okay. So I, I brought up the reference of the 17 inches right in front. And yeah. if you never felt that contact, you'll never go there. There's actually a hamstring one where you go as far as you can and touch your hands flat on the ground. And then if you can't go any further, bend your knees and touch the ground anyways. And then do it again. Bend as far as you can and so you can always touch the ground. And then bend your knees and touch the ground anyways. And what you're doing is you're giving your brain the ultimate reward, the ultimate ending, right? And then, right, like from that ultimate ending. 
your brain knows what you want to do. Guess what you do about the fifth to seventh on about an 85% athletic mobile person. Touch the ground, flat. Your brain yeah. just wants to know what it wants to do. And yeah, it's going to exactly. protect you. It's so, going to protect you until it's ever felt that and knows that it's safe. Yeah. It's just so, that simple. Uh, yeah. Like, so, Connor, did you, did you get it, Con? 100%. It's that it's just, it's yeah. that simple. It's so simple. Yeah. So, like, when I was, I talked about kids about staying in, like, the frame of, like, however you want to call this, 50 50 or 60 40, talking about when you load. And I try to give my kids, like, add the scissor, do whatever. But, like, I don't know. Like, you guys remember it. Like, you know, you guys see Adrian Beltre obviously drop down to that knee. Like, it hit a home run or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, like, when I teach that drill of the knee drop, like, I have them just – the focus of the knee drop is, like, obviously after I swing and finish, like, I want to be in a position to, like, I, I want to be right here. I don't want to be too far forward, too far backwards. So – when I tell them to drop, they all they automatically get here and then get to a knee every single time. So now when I coach that in there, I'll throw a bad pitch or something, like something like low and away or something. I'll, I'll mix it up, and sometimes I'll throw it like I'll be front toss and I'll, throw, I'll lob one in there. Like I'll lob one in there with really, really high arc. And what they do is because they don't want to come out of this frame right here, they – they honestly all like it, it's happened about four or five times where my kids will literally drop down to a knee like Adrian Beltre to hit this pitch. And no, I didn't know they did. My kids are 11. They don't know who Adrian Beltre is. Like they don't, they've never like seen anyone like hit a home run like off their knee, but like they're doing it and they're like, wow, like what's, I don't get it. And I'm like, it's like, I didn't, I didn't show them Adrian Beltre. I didn't show them any of that stuff, but it's just like, and I didn't even know, to be honest, the first time I did it, I didn't even know that they were going to drop down to a knee when I threw this pitch there. Yeah, I, but it's, I, like, I, it's, it's yeah. just what happens when you see good hitters hit. Like, they just, like certain certain instincts come out. I was, I, Marcus just ordered a bat. So, like, another quick one, we can move on up to that, Connor. But, like, another quick trick that Marcus just picked up on um, is I sent him what we call a dovetail of GC plus five. And it's just any professional bat that, like, um, is a plus five and then we have like a gc negative five but i just basically what started mean? Hey, greg coppins man come on i can't get my personal model like come on man huffy got his like let's go but no um it, it's like how i name them just to keep the the hitters organized and, and miss Teresa and everybody at dovetail paul and, and billy they made the the b series those are those heavy big old round bats that you see us use and, and mine are embedded with the sensors i was telling you about but we have like um, so one of our favorite college hitters, me and Marcus share. Um, he's a good friend of Marcus, and he's I'm, I'm his hitting coach. And uh, Marcus hit with him all summer for me, and and took care of him. And um, he's been a witness as well. But Josh is a junior, and um, basically, me and me, me and Josh had this very successful two week session where we started using shorter bats that were weighted, you know plus fives and things like that. And we do a lot of like check drills and just delivering impact. And so I think Marcus, what size is yours? A 30 plus yeah, five. So I, yeah. I gave, I gave Marcus, I think when I, I ordered it, I made sure that it was kind of like the one we were using because we had success with it. And that, like I would have told Marcus that would have happened because we're swinging these shorter, heavy bats. So like our brain's not silly. That's why you swing. Like I swing with the wet clubs and I stand by it more than any, anything else. I promise. You know, like um, if driveline believes in hitting weighted balls, I believe in hitting weighted balls with the wet club. Like it's just it gives you the Adrian Belichick first day, first low pitch for a kid that actually makes no excuses and that wants to put that round thing, that short object that's 24 inches long on the ball. 
the only way he's going to hit in the air is if he drops that back knee. And so I'm glad Marcus is pulling that out of his hitters because that's a that's that's one of the first things I'm trying to do is pull a move out of any kid that didn't have that move yet. You know, like I want him to to have yeah, shots. That's what that's what. That's what I kind of learned, and that's where I kind of get jealous of these kids. Is like even like like I'll just use myself as an example because I don't want to talk about it. Like even if even like for the kids who I would say were not as athletic as me at that age, like they still do like the things that I see like my favorite hitters do, like Adrian Belche when they drop down to that knee, or what's another example? Like. Um, I can't think of anything. But, no, the best example is, like, when they drop down to the knee. Because, like, like, I always used to see, when I was, like, 12, 13, I used to see Adrian Belcher do that and be, like, that's crazy how he does that. And now that, I, like, I, I, I teach kids, uh, like, I see yeah. him doing, like, I, I never did. I never did that, Greg. Like, I never did that. Like, even in front of us, like, I never, like, saw a pitch. You know, it happened. It did happen one time. It did happen one time on a changeup. I got fooled on a changeup, and I actually yeah. I dropped down to a knee. But, like, I was kind of jealous. I was like, I've never I, – why, why wasn't I able to do that? Right. No, I mean, it's – dude, it's, it's amazing, like, the development and, and con. Like, you know, I've seen you work with your infielders, and you did a great job. Like, like that drill today had my hitters looking at you, and I don't like that, right? Like, so, Marcus, I'm working with my little group, and there's this one kid, and you can tell he wants to play infield, man. He's just looking over at Connor's drills, and he's like, that looks fun. And, you know, like, Connor was playing with him and kind of balling like we would, you know. And um, it, it was it was, it was, was our environment. It's competition. It's positive competition. You know, like, there's so many things, like, Connor, we could teach you that I think you do naturally. Just, like, and maybe you've read the books and you're like, shut up, Greg, I've read that book. But, <laughs> you know, like, there's just these, these motor, you know, motor learning, you know. Um, you know, there's this great book that, that I don't share with very many, but – um, it's, I'm past that time now, so I think everyone should read this, but it's, uh, skill sets or it's mindsets before skill sets. And it's a great book. Uh, Dave even, you know, just picked it up and, and other bright minds are, are, are picking it up to, to just try it. But it just, you know, talked about sequences of three and five and, and miss, miss correction. Like Marcus gave me credit on something that means a lot to me because it's something that was three years ago for, I don't know how many years ago, but Miss miscorrection is whenever I, when Marcus, you know, was talking about it, and I said, "Hey, that's me. I might have taught you that." Was about the you learn more from a bad swing. Well, the miss miscorrection is that theory, and it's and it's a paper, and and that's why I feel I taught it to Marcus. I'd have to show you that paper to prove it because Marcus is like a brother. That ah, but no, I mean it, it's it's beautiful stuff, man. And like I see you create that environment with your kids, and so like it's no you know wonder that you're on here with us letting us lead this in a sense you know what i'm saying and, and talk so much which i hope you're okay with but oh that's you know. the whole goal of this man i want to learn from you guys like that's yeah. you guys are in your spots for a, a reason and uh you know i've hey, done connor reynolds my- stuff as long as connor reynolds has been around i want to learn what you guys see your guys' spots so I can make myself better this type of discussion just allows for everybody to get better man i fucking love it baby I got my own office now. What's, Let's what's go. Going on? Hey, Marcus, I have to show you this. Let's go to the next topic. But Marcus, it finally broke. What is that? The DP6. The Marcus Mag. Was the that Marcus, you? The Marcus Mag DP6. You did that? I hit a ball 91.8, and I tried to let it eat. And then it hit. I was on the machine, 
and I, I got, I just, you know, look, dude, like the handle, bro. I just got a little, little something. You hit something. on the end, trash. Bro, no, trash. but it was up to, it was like a 97 reaction time, bro. I was trying to barrel one up in front and hit it like 95. And you meant, you hit it off the end, you capped it. Bro, I hit it 91.8, and then I just, dude, I guessed so early and just dumb, and it just like, dude, this bat's tough. from, this bat's from early 2018, stop. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, if you guys wouldn't mind, kind of run into a little bit. If there's Greg, you started to do it a little bit. I absolutely love it. Any podcasts, any books, movies, any Twitter followers, Instagram followers from my guy Greg. Like <laughs> any anything that you guys uh, kind of do or see or think that anyone watching or listening would learn a lot from. Uh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I think uh, Propel, we would agree on Propel. Hey, hey, I was just about to say Propel. Because, like, yeah. I would say... Marcus, just, Marcus how, I don't do like know, how do you know Propel, Marcus? Just internet? Yeah. Yeah, so so Propel, so Propel followed Marcus and me at the same time. But, like, like I don't remember exactly how. But, basically, Propel always gave me, you know, he'd always be like, what's up, fam? And, he, you know, I love his post. And I stopped posting as much. And I was like, hey, bro, I'm glad you're posting. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I would say definitely propel because I don't like posting and I definitely don't like writing long captions explaining stuff. So yeah. like he does, he does both. And like I would say like yeah, I mean, his, and, and I'm too captions, busy. Yeah, like, like, I'm too busy for that, bro. Like I'm just so too, I'm was, not busy. I'm just lazy. I was, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, propel. I got, like, I got, I got my I kids. Know. I don't know where Propel. I don't know where he gets the videos from. I, I know, know I know, I know. I'll upload you, but, but like he gets, he gets, he gets, he gets great videos, yeah. and then the explanation is very similar, if not exactly how I would explain it. So right. Definitely, like Propel hitting is a great one, and and Propel um, would hop on. Propel would love to hop on with us one day, and and he disagrees with a lot of the things we say. Like I'm, I don't, I've never seen him coach, and I've never seen him apply it. I don't know if he's the worst coach, best coach ever, but he's material in his content. Like as far as what a coach can do with it that knows what they're talking about, and guys that don't know what they're talking about that need to like see an advanced. Uh, no, I've actually had many. I've had many conversations with him. He, he, I would say he knows. He knows a lot. I think no, he knows. No, he a lot. knows. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He knows a lot. I don't know. I've never seen him work with a student personally, but for anyone that wants to know the game, like he is going to show you advanced descriptions of why we are creating these moves, and from a biomechanist, biomechanist. Whatever you know, you want to call me hitting instructor, whatever. I'm, I'm, I've got goals, bro. I'm taking. I don't care, right? Like, but from that point of view, he explains it the best with our body in space. You know, like things like the T. I don't want it. Why do I want to hit on a T? Have you ever? Let me ask you a question, Connor. Have you ever seen a tennis player bring a T to the, you know, practice facility and just start hitting the first couple off of the T? You know, I don't think I have. No, and neither have I. And so, like, if we are rehabbing, if we're working on one hands, if we're working on switch hitters, you know, like needing the ball there, um, there's a place and time for the tee. But we're trying to get our guys off the tee as soon as possible. And, you know, ultimately, this is the game of time and space. And so from Propel, that's why I like his breakdowns, like Marcus is saying, because it applies to the things that others want to avoid. And who else would be a good one? I like, um, I mean... 
Are we shouting out Instagrams? I don't know if I want to do that. Instagram, yeah. anything that you guys follow and think that the listeners would uh, would help out. I don't know if you follow this guy, Greg, but um, he's a he's a he's a big leaguer with the Mets right now. Uh, PM hitting. PM no, hitting. PM hitting. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Like I look at his same thing, like kind of like propel. I don't I I don't really. You know, Instagram hey, like that. Follow me. I think either either you posted something and I followed him, or he followed me and I followed him back because I liked it. No, yeah, but he he talked about stuff. Right now. I think I followed him for like two, three, four weeks or so. I don't know. No, yeah, he posts really good stuff that like that make a whole lot of sense. Like, and that's what it comes down to. It's just hard to figure out who's who's making sense and who's not. No, I don't like know. I would say I would say like because you do need different outlooks. So let's not just choose everybody we just like are agreeing with. Like. It's I think not, that, I'm everybody I'm agreeing with. And I'm like, it's no, I, I know. I'm just saying, let's try to think of some others. Like, even David Weck, you know, like my mentor that that is uh, for movement and running in the biomechanics. Like, I, I would follow David Weck. And uh, my favorite, um, no offense, Dave, <laughs> my favorite is Savage Protocols. That is an absolute need to follow because if you think that you're strong in certain ways or you think that you, or this or that. That man is the most. Marcus got to see him in person. What would you say, Marcus? Is Savage not? He's probably the most athletic person I met besides myself. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Savage, dude. Love Savage. it, baby. Yeah. So at Savage Protocols on Instagram, at David Webb, at Propel Hitting. Um, I like. I like. Um, I mean, we could throw Corey Aldridge on there because he's he's teaching the youth and the parents and the old game versus new game from his point of view. So Corey Aldridge, a lot of y'all might follow Corey on Twitter. He's got 50,000 followers or so. But um, on Instagram, too, he gives a five minutes or less. I disagree with some. I agree with tons of them. Uh, I got Corey's, Corey's bat right here. And, uh, by the way, that broke, too, Marcus. <laughs> what, y'all, what y'all over there doing, bro? Breaking bats. I mean, if I'm no, we, we turned no, we turned the machine up, bro, way faster than we should have, and we just are not in in, in think, game shape. I think yet. you need to change the handle to catching handles, bro. Catching handles, breaking phones. First off, I didn't break that one, and dude, it's dovetail, and you know I'm team dovetail. We can't be talking bad about dovetail because we don't break the dovetails. No, only, they, those are from 2018, though, right? Yeah, that was shit. That was around before COVID, dog. Marcus's ex girlfriend left it outside for three days. Come on now, can't. So you know, but nah, man. Um, but no, yeah, Con, what you got, man? We still got another podcast tonight. Um, yep. Um, I mean, honestly, gentlemen, that's kind of what I was looking to get out of, uh, just kind of learn a little bit more about how you guys train, uh, why you guys train that way, uh, how you guys organize it. Um, kind of, that's what I was looking for, uh, just to make myself better, make the listeners better, uh, and just great conversation, a little interview. Uh, I really appreciate you guys coming on, man. No, uh, yeah, Marcus, thank you for uh, joining me, man. It was just going to be me and Con. I think it was funner with you and, uh, funner, really. It was dope, that's my fun. dog. So that's Strider. He's right here. Hey, you gotta bring Astro. You gotta bring Astro on next. <laughs> I'm like this. <laughs> There's just hey. a random dog. <laughs> nah, hey. he's right here with me, man. I was expecting someone to hop on this this camera right here. I was like, this is I'm cool with the dogs. Nah, he's, he's in every episode. 
<laughs> nah, bro, um, he, he's chilling, man. He's kind of a, a big part of what we do over here uh, at my place. I just actually released some merch that's got uh, the, owl, uh, the outline of his face on it on the back and stuff hey, like me, that. Come on, let me, come on. Let me, hey, I heard you two live right by me. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to call you after this. But I yeah. didn't know we lived near each other, but yeah, let's do something, bro. I was thinking about coming by tonight, but then you said you had the eight. But still, if you're up, I mean, I, might, I don't have the kids tonight. I might come by or something. Say what's up. Uh, let me, yeah, let me shoot you a text. I start uh, groups bright with Bright and I having uh, school on uh, Mondays. Mondays. I yeah. literally do like from 10 a.m. to about probably like 4 p.m. tomorrow. My, Sunday, Monday, bro, are my days that ki- not kill me. I love do love what we do. Love what we do. But they kill the schedule. Oh, they, kill they the, do, man. The they really do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you guys so much. Um, the, this episode will be released. Let me check my calendar right now. I mean, we're live. Anybody that tunes into Facebook, uh, YouTube or Twitch will be able to actually see this, uh, for the next two weeks. Um, but let me see here. Let me get a calendar. Let me see what this thing looks like. So this will be released on November 23rd is when this okay. uh, when this will get released uh, the official on Spotify Apple uh, YouTube and my website uh, dude that's beauty that's a beauty is that autism, autism awareness baby that's not the autism one what do you mean is it the autism come on I'm the glove plug baby dog what do you mean hold on autism awareness Where, what happened Where's to the puzzle to it's a what happened to the puzzle it's on here bro where I thought it was on Aut- the, I see that, but I thought it was on the, also the, the, the W is supposed to be a different color. Which one? The, uh, thumb W, thumb W is supposed to be like a uh, rainbow color. That was the second one. This is the, this is the, this is oh. the, OG. yeah, I've had two OGs. I didn't even see that one yet until like maybe a month ago. Yeah. So I actually, uh, I don't know everything. I get my gloves. I'm, I'm left-handed, but I still collect righties. But if anybody wants that autism, I'll come off of it. Hey, let it eat, baby. We we love gloves out here, man. Love gloves. I actually got my uh, uh, 2020 I'll do, September. I'll do the autism. I sold one for 700 I'll sell the autism for 5 Right now. <laughs> Buy a heart of the hide then. Get you a good one. He said buy a heart of the hide then. Probably <laughs> the bird. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys coming on. Thank you guys so much. Uh, and like, like Greg said, we do have another podcast coming up here in a little bit. Um, we're going to have uh, JP, uh, JP's coming back on. We're going to have Stevie on and everything. So for anyone that's seen, uh, they're going to be back on Connor Burns, uh, out in Vegas right now. Um, we're still trying to get Trey. We're still trying to figure out a schedule where we can get Trey uh, McMaster on uh, from Kansas. But uh, for right now, we're going to sign off on this podcast. Uh, gentlemen, you guys can hang out in the group uh, in the uh, RBI Discord. Uh, just going to turn off the stream from here. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, have a great rest of your guys' night. Oh, thank you.